Welcome to the About Seth podcast, where we're talking all things Seth Godin. This is part three of my breakdown of Tribes by Seth Godin, subtitled, We Need You to Lead Us. Now, if you haven't listened to the first two parts, Tribes is a book about the new world of small, connected, motivated groups that want to work together to create a movement. There are tribes everywhere, and they're all looking for leadership. You are a leader. We need you. Now, as with the other two parts, this uh, book is done in sections, small sections. So I'll read the title of the section and then give you my favorite bits from the best bits of tribes. The difference between average and mediocre. Management is about manipulating resources to get a known job done. Leadership, on the other hand, is about creating change that you believe in. Life's too short to fight the forces of change. Life's too short to hate what you do all day. And life's way too short to make mediocre stuff. Almost everything that is standard is now viewed as mediocre. Average stuff is for average people and to a tribe... Average can mean mediocre, which means boring and not worth seeking out. In the end, there's a little difference between average and mediocre because average products are not talked about and not sought out. The end result of this is that many people, many really good people, spend all day trying to defend what they do, trying to sell what they've always sold and trying to to prevent their organization from being devoured by the forces of the new must be wearing them out and defending mediocrity is exhausting. Initiative equals happiness. The marketplace rewards innovation. Things that are fresh, stylish, remarkable and new. Products and services that are innovative require initiative to produce. You don't get that initiative from management. Also, creating products and services that are remarkable is fun. Doing work that's fun is engaging. So, making things that are successful is a great way to spend your time. Crowbars. With a long enough crowbar, you can rip nails out of a board. With a long enough seesaw, you can lift a sumo wrestler off the ground. With with enough leverage, you can change your company, your industry, and the world. The levers are getting longer for everyone. Everyone has far more power than ever before. The king and the status quo are in big trouble. Wait a second. You might have been daydreaming and just listened to this in the background, so let me reiterate this. One person can make a video that reaches 50 million viewers. One person can invent a pricing model that turns an industry upside down. One person, okay, well, what I really mean is you, has everything. Everything you need to build something far bigger than yourself. The people around you realize this and they're ready to follow if you're ready to lead. A brief history of the factory, part one, the beginning. Two things conspired to bring us the factory. One, factories are efficient. Starting one and filling it with workers was a good way to make a profit. Two, part of us wants stability. It has nothing to do with profit and a lot to do with human nature. We want the absence of responsibility that a factory gives us. The idea that I'm doing what you told me is very compelling, especially if the alternative is foraging for food or begging on the streets. 
when factories showed up, we ran to join them. Now, a factory doesn't necessarily mean a place with heavy machinery and greasy floors. It means an organization that cranks out a product or service with measurable output and tries to reduce costs at every point. A factory is a job where your boss tells you what to do and how to do it. What you won't find in a factory is a motivated tribe making a difference. And what you won't find waiting outside the factory is a tribe of customers exciting about what's about to come out. A Brief History of the Factory, Part 2, The End Somewhere along the way, the factory advantage began to fade. Maybe it was when 20,000 factory workers lost their job in one day. Or maybe it was when soft drink companies lost all of their growth to upstarts. It wasn't so safe to have a factory job after all. When we're asked to envision our dream job, we don't think of safety and the illusions of deniability. We imagine someone who reaps huge rewards as a result of their insight or someone who has control over what they do all day or someone who's creating products and services that they're actually proud of. It certainly involves having authority over your time and your effort and having input into what you do. None of this has anything to do with a factory. The F word. If tribes reward innovation and innovators are happier, then why doesn't everyone do it? Fear. There is no shortage of people with great ideas. Pretty much everyone can dream up remarkable stuff pretty easily. What's missing is the will to make the ideas happen. In the battle between two ideas, the best one doesn't necessarily win. The idea that wins is the one with the most fearless heretic leading it. No one is going to approve your idea. It's up to you to go out there and make it happen. Thinking your way out of fear. Fear is an emotion. There's no doubt about that. It's one of the strongest, oldest, and most hardwired. The media loves to glamorize the rare downfall of the heretic who doesn't quite make it. We're primed to hear about the person who got in trouble, who lost their job, their house, their family, their happiness, because they had the hubris and the audacity to challenge the status quo. Since we're eager for this news, we notice the few times it happens. The heretics who are engaged have actively talked themselves out of the fear. The fear is still there, but it's drowned out by a different story, the story of success, of drive, of doing something that matters. It's a story about what the world needs and how your insight can help make a difference. Talk over your fear. Lay out a game plan that makes the fear obsolete. Make it clear to yourself that the, word, that the world is demanding change fast. A few paragraphs aren't going to be enough to undo a lifetime of fear, so stop thinking about it for a second. The levers are here. The power is here. The proof is here. The only thing holding you back is your own fear. It's not easy to admit, but it's essential to understand. And that brings us to the end of part three of Tribes. Five more parts to go. If you'd like to read it for yourself, head to aboutseth.com slash books. If you'd like to grab a free copy of the downloadable ebook based on tribes, head to aboutseth.com slash free. See you for part four. Thank you for listening to the About Seth podcast. 
I hope you learned something along the way. I strongly urge you to check out more Seth Godin. You could either buy one of his books, check out one of his TED Talks, or subscribe to his daily blog. Or go to aboutseth.com.